Right. Amen. We're going to jump right in the fourth chapter. I'm going to read a couple of verses in your hearing, 19 through 25, actually. Well, 22. 19 through 22, I think, tonight. Amen. It reads, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead. When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. Somebody says strong in faith. Strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded what he had, that what he had promised he was able also to perform. And therefore, it was imputed to him for righteousness. Uh, we want to focus on verse 20 that said, He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today for what you've done. Thank you for blessing us and keeping us. Thank you for bringing us through seen and unseen danger. Thank you for allowing us to accomplish our various activities on today. And thank you for bringing us to this house, your house, on tonight. And Father, we come out of form or fashion, but we come to hear your word. We come because we, we need a word from you. We need to be strengthened. We need to be empowered. We need to be encouraged in our inward man. That in the lights of all that is going on, Father, that we know that you're God. So we thank you tonight for your word. Thank you for what it's going to do in our life. And Father, we just pray. I pray that I may decrease, that you may increase, that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer. This is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord on tonight. Amen. I mentioned Sunday that there are two things that are critical uh, to the Lord, that are vital to him. And we said that one of them was faith and the other one is obedience or our obedience. And then Sunday we talked about obedience. And tonight I want to continue in our, um, continue to talk about faith uh, as we talked about genuine faith. I think the last time that we were here on a Wednesday night. Uh, so tonight I want to kind of talk about strong faith, strong faith, uh, because I believe that God wants our faith to be strong. He wants it to be strengthened uh, because we're going to see um, the importance of that. And we're going to see, you know, the things that God has planned for us that if we continue to allow our faith to grow, there are some things that um, that we can lay hold to. Uh, so again, tonight, uh, the, the, we're going to look at strong faith. Uh, I, I, as I thought about this, I, a, a story ran across um, my mind uh, that I had come across before. It was a story about a man who, uh, he was sliding off of a cliff, and at the last uh, moment, he was able to grab, uh, he was able to cling to the side of the cliff, and this man cried out. He cried out that if anybody was out there, that, you know, he, he wanted them to help him. Uh, some time went by and there was a voice that came uh, to him that said, I'm here to help you. 
Uh, and, you know, the voice said, do you really believe that I can help you? And the man said, yes, I believe, you know, that you can help me. And the voice said, do you believe that I love you enough to help you? And he said, yes, I believe that you love me enough to, to help me. Uh, minutes went by uh, and the voice said, well, let go. Well, of course, there was a couple other minutes that went by and the man asked, is anybody else out there? Uh, and, and see, I think that, you know, I know that's funny that, you know, we tend to, to laugh at that, but I'm afraid that it represents, you know, many Christians uh, today uh, afraid to let go and f afraid to believe uh, what God has promised, uh, afraid to believe that God will do exactly what he said that he would do. Uh, so faith is critical. Faith, faith is critical for every Christian. The Bible gives us several reasons, and I want to kind of tap into a few of them before we kind of dive into the text on tonight. But there are several reasons why faith is vital to every one of us that, that are believers, that are making that confession of faith. And one of the first things we see if we look in Hebrews 11 and 6, we can see that it says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. So the first reason, the, the first uh, uh, reason that, that faith is critical to us as believers is because it pleases God. Uh, and as believers, one of the first things we want to do is please God. So by us activating our faith and accepting him as our Lord and Savior, because the truth of the matter is that none of us have ever seen Christ. I mean, am I right? Okay, all right. I just want to make sure. Uh, uh, so none of us have never seen him. So we have to believe that he exists. We have to believe what the word says about him. We have to believe the testimonies of those who wrote the word of God and those the apostles that walked with him. We, we have to believe their report because none of us have ever seen him. So it is by faith that we have to tap into or we have the ability to tap into that. I like what the message translation said. It says it's impossible to please God apart from faith. And why? Because anyone who wants to approach God must believe both that he exists and that he cares enough to respond to those who seek him. Amen. So, uh, I mean, we have to first believe that he exists uh, and then we have to believe that he cares enough about us. That he would give his life, uh, 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 that he cares enough about us that when we call on him in times of trouble, in times of storms, that he's going to be right there. We have to believe that. And it is that that pleases God, yes. that brings us into a relationship with our heavenly father that, that ultimately pleases him. And every child wants to please their parents. Uh, and as Christians understand, as Christ being our father, we should want uh, to please him as well. Uh, we also see in Ephesians 2 and 8 and 9, we see another reason. It says, it is by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works so that no one can boast. So we can't do enough works to, to, to gain salvation. 
Uh, so, you know, we have to believe that by grace, the, this, this, this grace movement. I, I was, uh, uh, a lady came to the house some months ago and she was, uh, had asked me um, what, what, what I did for a living. I, I told her that uh, I was a, a pastor and she wanted to know where, uh, what type of pastor. Uh, you know, what do you believe in? And, and you know, she was saying that uh, she grew up in a, in a certain denomination and in, in a certain group. Uh, and now she realized that uh, we are up under grace. We are up under the grace of God, not the law, not, not the law, but the grace of God. Uh, and she talked about how she was so glad that she gained that revelation that now, you know, she can come to Christ and she can receive him not by works, but by the grace of God. Because truth of the matter is, none of us could do any work uh, that would get us uh, into salvation, that would get us into heaven. So it helps us to obtain salvation. So faith enables us to obtain salvation. Uh, and then we see in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, now faith is confident in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Uh, the God's word translation said, faith assures us uh, of things we expect and convinces us of the existence of things we cannot say, cannot see. So faith creates expectation. Uh, and the truth of the matter is, is that um, I don't know where I would be without that expectation. Uh, because when you look at trials and when you look at tests and when we look at the things that uh, that's going on in our life and going on around us, they, they don't seem to be so pleasant at times. Uh, so it is the expectation that things are going to get better. It is the expectation that uh, weeping may endure for a night, but joy is going to come in the morning. It is the expectation that if I'm sick, I'm going to get healed. It's the expectation that whatever I'm going through, if I come to God and I cry out to him, that he's going to deliver me. It, it is that expectation that really uh, is that motivation for, for me at least. Uh, and, I, and I hope for many of you, it, it is that expectation uh, because the bank account might not look right or the relationship might not look like right. But when you trust in God and when you have that faith to know that God will, will not leave you, uh, that he has uh, a greater end, that your end is going to be better than your beginning. Uh, and when you have those type of expectations, anybody got some expectations? Uh, I, I mean, these are the things that, that, that help us in the midst of trials and tribulation, knowing that this thing is not going to last always. You know, things are going to shift. At some point of time, God is going to turn some things around. So, so faith helps us, you know, in our walk with him. It, it creates that expectation uh, that things are, are going to get better in our life. Uh, and then we, uh, and we, see, uh, we see in Mark 2 and 5, it says, when Jesus, it says, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralyzed man, son, your sins are forgiven. Your sins are forgiven. So, so he saw their faith. So when Christ sees our faith, it moves him. So uh, uh, another, another, another reason uh, that is vital is because it, it, it moves him. It moves God. 
So the more faith that we exhibit, the, the more it moves him. Uh, the, the things that we've been blessed with, I, I know at least I've been blessed with that, that, that God gave. You know, he gave it to me because I had the faith to believe. I had the faith to pray and know that he's going to provide these things. Matter of fact, James tells us something critical in James 5 and 7. He says, if any of you lack wisdom, uh, you should ask God who gives generously to all without holding, without finding fault, and it will be given you. But 6 says, but when you ask, you must believe. In other words, he says, you must have faith. Uh, there's no need of asking God if we don't have faith. I mean, we're just wasting time. We're, we're just wasting our breath. Uh, so when we have faith, it moves God. When God is waiting on our petitions. He's waiting on uh, whatever we need from him. God is, God is uh, he, he's, he's, he's waiting around with anticipation uh, to, to bless his people to bring us through our trials, to bring us through our, our situations. To, 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 uh, I mean, he loves to bless us, but if we don't believe it when we ask, then it's not going to happen. So, so faith moves God. And then Ephesians 6 and 16 says, in addition to, to this, or in addition to all this, it says, take up the shield of faith, uh, which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. So faith extinguishes flaming arrows. Uh, and, and the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, faith helps us to remain strong in the midst of the vicissitudes of life because we're going to go through some things. It, it's promised to us. Man is born but a few days and full of trouble. Trouble's going to be on every side. They're, they're going to be Problems. There are going to be situations. There are going to be circumstances. But when we have faith, faith is that shield to block our nemesis. Yeah, our, 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 our enemy, the devil, Satan, who, who, who is, he is strategically planning attacks against us. Let me say that again. He's strategically planning. Uh, he, he's got his imps, they're, 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 they're at the table, just giving a, 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 a vivid picture, and, and, and they're planted. The moment that we uh, escaped his grip, understand we were on the most wanted list. And he's designed to get us back at every turn. So he's planning, he's scheming, he's got his, his imps assigned to us, trying to take us out. So we need the shield of faith. Because it's going to block those fiery dots that come our way. Those things that come all of a sudden to attack our life. Those, those, that, that, that sickness that comes all of a sudden. That financial problem, that relationship issue, that job situation, that whatever it comes. When it comes, understand, when we have faith, we're able to block that because we know uh, that God is going to bring us out of it. Uh, and, and that's what I, I love about God is that he prepares us. He gives us every tool that we need to fight against our enemy. So, so, so we have to have faith. So, so these are some of, the, some of the things that are critical for us uh, or some of the reasons I believe that faith is so vital for us as Christians. And I also believe that this season of our lives, um, there is a greater revelation of, of faith that God is trying to reveal to his people. I truly believe that. 
I mean, with all that is going on around us, I believe that God is trying to show us who we really need to trust, who we really need to depend on, not the job, not necessarily people, politicians, the government, uh, our resources, but him, him, depend on him, trust him. Uh, and, and when we do that, then uh, he reveals that much more to us. And in order to gain that greater revelation, I hate to say that sometimes we got to go through some things. Sometimes it, it, it's going to get tough. Sometimes we're going to have those tests and trials uh, because really it is those things that help us uh, reveal who God is, who he is. Uh, I, I mean, many of us in here can attest that we would never know God in a particular area unless something happened in our life. I mean, the children of Israel could never say that, he, that, that God was a deliverer if they'd have never been in slavery. They had to experience that. They had to be in slavery, and they had to experience God bringing them out. The woman with the issue of blood would have never known God, as, known Jesus as a healer if she'd have never suffered in her body. So, so there are some things that, that are appointed to us so that we can experience the fullness of who Christ is. Uh, and, and God wants us to have faith in the midst of that. The woman that, that was uh, going to uh, bake her last cake and, and her and her son was going to die, understood she would never known Christ as a provider except her need was there uh, unless things got low. And I don't know if you've, you've ever experienced that. I mean, and it, it took the thing to get low. It took the problem to get worse. It, it, it took uh, uh, the, 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 the illness to get worse, uh, worse in order for us to really see Christ in who he really is. So the Apostle Paul uh, tells us in Romans 12 and 3 that, you know, God has dealt to every man uh, a measure of faith, a measure of faith, and a measure of faith that is waiting to be developed. Think about that. Your faith is waiting to be developed. I, 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 uh, I mean, because I, if you think about it, our faith is supposed to grow. It's supposed to grow. It's supposed to develop. Uh, I, I mean, your faith shouldn't be like it was when you first got saved. I mean, that thing should be developing. It, it should be growing. I mean, our faith, if you think about it, it starts off small. It starts off small. And, you know, Matthew um, uh, 7, 20 uh, kind of compares uh, faith to the size of a mustard seed. Uh, and, you know, I always, when I look at this, uh, it, it says, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you that if you have faith as small as a mustard seed. Now, all of us know how small that is. I mean, that's small. I mean, if you're not careful, you, you won't even see it. I mean, so, so he's saying that if your faith that small, uh, he says that small faith should be developed. It should grow into something bigger. It should grow into something stronger. When I, when I started researching this and looking at the mustard seed, it talked about how a mustard seed is, is properly, when properly cared for, can grow into a mustard seed tree. And it was amazing to me when, when they started talking about it, how something so small could grow into something so big. It talked about how uh, a mustard seed tree can grow six feet high for the small varieties and up to 20 feet tall and 20 feet in diameter for the drooping branch 
are at full maturity. So think about that. Think about that small, that small seed, how that if it's cared for properly can grow into something so enormous. And this is what God is saying about our faith. He said it starts off small, but it has the potential to grow into something big. <laughs> uh, I, I, I mean, and I love that. I, I love that that Christ gives our faith potential, that, that, that we have, uh, uh, he does not just want us to have little faith, uh, but he wants our faith to be big. He wants us to believe in the impossible uh, to, because truly when we believe in the impossible, it allows him to really show who he is uh, and what he's able to do. <laughs> uh, so a mustard seed starts off small and it has the potential to grow into something big. And, and again, this is what God is trying to, to get us get us to. Uh, look at what the Apostle Paul said in Romans 1 and 17. He says, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Multiple times in, in scripture, uh, in Hebrews, uh, uh, James, it talks about, the, you know, the just shall live by faith. Uh, so our faith is supposed to go from faith to faith. So it's talking about uh, a, 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 a maturing a growing, a strengthening, getting bigger than the, the initial uh, impact. So it is our faith, and if our faith never grows, understand, it never gets stronger. Think about that, it never gets stronger. So we need, so we'll stay at one level of experiencing God. I don't know about you, but I don't want to stay at one level of experiencing God. I, I, I mean, um, <sighs> How can I say this? Uh, so, so, so there was a time that I, I, my faith was at a level that, you know, I just depended on God to you know, uh, pay the light bill. But thanks be to God, I, I, my, my faith is not there anymore. I, I, I have more pressing issues than uh, uh, the light. Now, I'm not belittling that because I know uh, all of us have different battles, but that's not my battle right now. So my faith has to be at another level because I'm going through some other things uh, that's going to push my faith to that next level. And that's what things, that's what when things happen in our lives uh, to push our faith to another level. I, I, I'm not necessarily needing him to do specific things. I, I need him to do, well, things that he did maybe 10 years ago. I need him to do something else. <laughs> Uh, there's a different level today. Anybody need, need faith on a different level? <laughs> I, I mean, different level today uh, than five years ago. I mean, he came through on blessing you with the spouse, but now you need his faith on another level. You, you needed faith for him to send you a spouse, but you're going to need faith to keep a spouse. Y'all ain't going to help me. <laughs> I, I, I mean, because you're going to go through some things. I mean, there are going to be some attacks. So you're going to need that faith. I, I mean, you, 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 he, he came through with the promotion on the job. I mean, he came through with passing the test. He came through with giving you the child. But now you're going to need faith to raise that child. Uh, you, you're going to need some faith to raise that child. Well, yeah, you're going to need some faith. You're going to need faith not to knock that child out. Y'all are going to help me. <laughs> so, 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 so we need it on another level. We need it on another level. And this is what we see in our text on tonight. We see Abraham's faith going 
to another level. And this is what the Apostle Paul is reflecting on. Uh, he's reflecting on uh, Abraham's faith. It says, you know, Abraham is said to be said to have had faith uh, that alone pleased God. I mean, what a testimony. His faith alone pleased God. That means that, that, that throughout all that he was going through, he stayed consistent in his faith. Uh, and that's what God is looking for. He's looking for a consistency in our faith. Uh, so, uh, so I want to look at a few of these uh, things that kind of jump out of the text uh, in our time on tonight. Uh, so, so 19 starts off and it says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God. The first thing I want to point out is uh, that Abraham had a promise. He had a promise. And, and this goes back to Genesis. And we, we realize in Genesis 17 that God gives him a promise. He says, uh, I'll make this covenant with you. I promise that you will, you will be the ancestors of many nations. Your name will no longer be Abram, but Abraham, which is assuring uh, as God changes his name, he, he, he assures that covenant with Abram, Abraham. He says, because I'm making you the ancestors of many nations, he says, I will give you many descendants and some of them will be kings. And you will have so many descendants that they will become nations. So, so just like God gave Abraham a promise Understand, he gives promises to each and every one of us. Amen. He gives these promises to us. And maybe it's the promise of your own business or, or the promise of, you know, a family or the promise of, of, of a healthy life despite the doctor's report. Or maybe it's the promise of financial freedom. Uh, you know, and he gives us these promises. And just like Abraham, he gives it to us when it looks or appears less likely. When it seems like it won't happen. I mean, Abraham, if you think about it, he was, he was old, he was up in age. But God assures him, changes his name, makes a covenant with him. The God that said his word would never return void unto him. That his promises are yea and in him, amen. He makes this covenant with Abraham. And says, I'm going to do this for you. So think about, think about whatever he's promised you, whether it's the promise of owning your own business. Uh, he gives that to you while punching somebody else's time clock. Maybe it's the promise of getting married and having a family and you're single and can't even get a date. I, I mean, he gives you the, these promises when it seems like it's, it's just difficult. It seems like it's going to blow our mind. But the question is, when he gives this promise... How are we going to respond? Because he, he, he loves to give us promises. But he's waiting on a response to every promise he gives. And the response is whether we're going to believe him by faith or we're going to doubt what he's given to us or what he said unto us. It's easy to doubt because sometimes faith is difficult. It's challenging because you know what it looks like. You know what it feels like. 
You, 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 you can see it with your own eyes. <laughs> but that that is by faith you can't see. So it's challenging. Uh, but, but we have to remember who's made this promise. So Abraham was given a promise, a promise of being the father of many nations, a promise of being not only fruitful, but exceedingly fruitful. A promise that nations and kings would come from his loins. And all of this, again, when he was up in age. So second thing we see in the text is that Abraham's faith was tested. God gave him a promise and then his faith was tested. Anytime God gives you a promise, your faith is going to be tested. Yeah, it's going to be tested to see, you know, whether you believe him or not. Whether, whether, not, not, that, not whether you're worthy of it, but whether you believe him. Whether you believe his word is true. <laughs> uh, so, so, so Abraham's faith was tested. He was tested in, in two areas, which, which we're tested in. Uh, these two that we're tested in often as well. He was tested in condition and time. Condition and time. So I, I told you, Abraham was old. He, 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 was, he was old. I'm going to say it again. He was old. I, I, I mean, his hormones, his muscles, his nerves, his blood vessels uh, that, that, that were needed to, to, to help him uh, uh, have a child had ceased to work. I mean, those nerves and signals that would go from, from one area to his brain, understand, they no longer were functional. And there was no blue pill. I don't know what color it is. I'm just, I, I, it may be, I, I don't know. I don't know. Is it, huh? Okay. <laughs> I ain't going there. <laughs> but if that was, if, if that wasn't enough, <laughs> if that wasn't enough, his wife was old too. I mean, so here are two people that were old. <laughs> I mean, she was, she, think about it, she was well past menopause. But just like Abraham, our faith will be tested. Because God never promised us faith that would not be tested. He gives it to us. He gives us faith. He expects it to grow. He doesn't tell us how it's going to grow. But can I suggest it grows out of the test that we go through? It grows out of the, the test and, and those things that we don't necessarily want on our plate. But if we want our faith to grow, we have to embrace the tests and trials of life. And I'm learning as, as you, you know, 20 years in, that, you know, when things happen, not to necessarily react too quickly, you know, but to kind of pause and, and, and look at the situation and, and kind of diagnose, you know, why is, this, why is it happening? You know, what is God trying to get out of this situation? Because ultimately, if he allows something, because the Bible said all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So, so somewhere in that test, understand it's going to work for me. Yes. He, he's allowed it so that uh, my faith can be increased, but also he allows it so that I, so it can be revealed to me, so, so he can be revealed to me on a greater level. 
God often wants to reveal himself fresh to us. Fresh and anew, not, 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 not stale. He, 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 I mean, God is always doing new things, fresh things. So he wants to reveal himself in that manner. So, I, I mean, how you, know, how you know whether your faith is growing is, is sometimes we have to look at the test. The test. I mean, the way you tell whether gold is, is gold, is, it has to be tested. You know, it may look like gold, feel like gold, but when you put some heat to it, you know whether it's gold or not. And sometimes we got to get a little heat up on this. So whether it's a sickness of our body, a bad report from the doctor, you know, being laid off our job, difficulty on the job, some marital issue, relationship issue, some unexpected circumstance that just pops out of nowhere. All of this comes to test our faith. Somebody's faith may be test may may be being tested. Let me say that. Yeah, tested right now. You know, you came in with your faith being tested. Yeah, but God is trying to encourage us that that these things have to happen in our life for Him to reveal Himself that much more to us. So there, there's, no, there's no one in the Bible, if you think about it, who's, who's worthy of even mentioning that didn't at some point in time have their faith tested. Noah's faith was tested. Moses' faith was tested. I mean, here, lead, lead these people out of, out of Egypt. You know, I, I can't do it. You know, his faith was, his faith was tested. Ruth's faith was tested. Job's faith was tested. I mean, Daniel, David, Peter, I mean, all of these individuals that we read about, these heroes of faith, these ones that we read about and want to salute, understand their faith was tested. And the way that it got strong was through the test. So it's part of the territory. I mean, no wonder Peter says, think it not strange concerning fiery trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you. He said, don't think it's strange. You know, when these things, when people talk about you, criticize you, when you're going through this, when you're going through that, don't think it's strange. It's part of the territory. It's common. Yes, it's common. It's going to happen. So the moment, the, 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 the quicker that we embrace that, the better. The quicker we embrace it and deal with it and, and trust God and believe God, the Lord, I know you didn't bring me this far to leave me. I, I know this thing is not here to kill me. No, no. Somewhere down the line, it's going to make me better. I embrace it and I'm willing to go through it. Then I can, I can tell you, most of the time, the quicker we're going to get through it. Amen. When we allow that. So, so your faith is going to be tested on different levels. So in order for your faith to get stronger, the test has to be on a different level has to be on a different level, has to be on a different level. So, so, so when, we don't, when we don't want our test to get any worse, 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 they have to get worse to get our faith up on another level. I mean, if, if somebody's lifting weights and they want to get stronger, the weight has to go up or the reps have to go up. So the same thing spiritually, if we want our faith to grow, if we don't want it to be like it was five years ago, because truth of the matter is, is that if, if it stays there, that's all we're going to know about God. 
And sometimes when we're looking at somebody else's life and them going on and how they're dealing with things, it's because they've, they've embraced their trial. They embrace God on another level. Well, maybe we've retreated. I don't want none of that, Lord. You know, I, I'd rather stay at this level. So Abraham, think about it. He went from having a child to having to offer that very child back to God. That's, that's another level of faith. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine that? Can you imagine, oh, I've been waiting, uh, I, I mean, over 25, I mean, I mean, he waited from the promise to, from the issuance of the promise to actual fulfillment was about 25 years. I mean, he, and, and, and he had to wait that plus, I mean, he was already 75, so I mean, this man waited a, nearly 100 years to have a child. For the fulfillment to come to pass. Woo! I got the job. Mm. Mm. And now God says, give it back. I mean, that, 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 that's a level of faith. To take it and, 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 and go up the, the hill and, and prepare the sacrifice pull back for God to come through. But that's how God does it. So his faith was increasing, and that's what God wants our faith increase. The third thing we see in the text is, is that Abraham, uh, oh, help me. Go, uh, next one. Abraham didn't deny his condition. Okay, he didn't deny his condition. We're not, we not going to finish it. He didn't deny his condition. So think about this. Faith needs a good fight. Faith needs a good fight. I mean, it needs a good opponent. It needs a good, give me a couple minutes. <laughs> he, 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 he. <laughs> uh, it, he, uh, it needs a good opponent. It needs a good opponent. opponent. I mean, think about it. what makes champions are worthy opponents. I mean, if, 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 I'm, if I'm in the game and you're giving me no resistance, I mean, that's, that's not a real game. I need some resistance. I mean, boxers need, res they, they need some resistance. I, I, I mean, I, I haven't watched boxing and I couldn't tell you who the heavyweight champion is. I hadn't watched it in a while. But, but, but the, these guys, understand, they don't just want somebody to get in the ring and lay down. They want a good fight. So faith, our faith needs a good fight. For it to get stronger, for it to get better, understand, it needs a good fight. Uh, so so um, it brings out the best out of you. Think about that. I, I mean, ha have you ever gone through something and, and you, you held on through faith and then you got through it and then you look back at it and then you were so thankful and appreciative that you hung in there? I mean, it makes you feel, I, I mean, no, we're not supposed to be driven by feeling, but it does make you feel good. It does make you call, look at yourself and say, you know, I hung in there. I, I stayed in the game. I stayed in the fight. And God came through. 
Verse 19 says, it tells us that Abraham didn't deny what he was dealing with. He didn't deny what he was dealing with. So Romans, the, the 19th chapter says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. I like the, the, the NASB kind of explains it a little bit better. A different translation says, without becoming weak in faith, he contemplated his own body. So he looked at the facts and he didn't allow the facts to weaken his faith. I mean, how often do we allow ourselves to look at the facts and they weaken our faith? I, there's no way I can, I can do that. No way I'm coming out of that. No way that's going to happen in my life. Because I'm more focused on the facts instead of God, instead of his word. So he said he contemplated. So he, so he did. He thought about that. He pondered his condition. <laughs> well, so he didn't deny what, what was going on. He didn't deny it. You know, he didn't do like, you know, some of us do the super spiritual, you know, uh, you know, your nose running, uh, you know, you know you, you're coughing, and you, you're saying, I, I don't have a cold. No, you got a cold. You got a cold. You know, you go to the doctor and get the doctor's report, and you said, the doctor lying. No, he's telling the truth. It's present. It's there. So the question is not, uh, it's really not necessarily uh, what you think about the facts. But what you think about what God has promised, because God promises supersede any facts. He's a fact changer. Mm. <sighs> so that goes to every area of our life if we think about it. I mean, do I really have the faith to believe what God has promised, even though conditions present something else? Because it's easy to just, just go with the condition. It's easy to go with the facts. I mean, because, I mean, they said facts don't lie. But they do. When it comes to God. Because he can do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that work of in us. You know, he, he has all power. Amen. There, there, there's nothing that can stand before him. So, so, so last thing, though, we'll end with this, we'll pick up. So, is that Abraham refused to let the facts weaken his faith. So we see that in, in, in 19. Uh, it says, and being not weak in faith. So Abraham refused to let the facts of his condition cause his faith to be weakened. So Abraham didn't let the facts dilute his faith and render it powerless. Amen. So we can't let facts dilute our faith. I mean, even if we have to continue to read the same scripture, I, I, I mean, find as many scriptures on that thing that uh, how God is going to bless, how God is going to turn it around. Uh, I, I mean, uh, listen to as many songs that help encourage our spirit, uh, to help build us up. You know, we cannot let the facts dilute the faith that we have because God wants our faith to get stronger, not to get weaker. So many times our, it, our problems... Oh, and many times our problem is that we allow our condition to outweigh our faith. And it has to do with our focus. You know, what are we focusing on? You know, we focus on the difficulty on the job. 
so much so that we forget about the same God that blessed us with the job is able to fix the situation on the job. I mean, he's the same God. Same one that opened the door. I mean, so, so I, I mean, him putting you there doesn't diminish who he is and what he's able to do. He already put you there knowing that it was going to happen because he's omniscient. He knows our end from our beginning. He knows everything that's going to take place. Uh, so, so we focus on sickness so much that we forget that the one who created our body is the same one that's able to heal it. Or we focus on the financial difficulty so much that we forget about, you know, he's the one that's able to give us increase. Or we focus more on the relationship or the problem in the relationship. Like God can't turn things around, but he can. So our condition is never supposed to outweigh our faith. Because God said he put no more on us than we can bear. Which means that whatever we face, God has given us, think about it, he's given us enough faith to deal with it. Whatever it is that we are challenged with, he's already put that in us. I mean, if you think about it, uh, 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 there's already uh, uh, an apple tree and an apple seed. I mean, if I give you an apple seed, I mean, the tree's already there. So he's done the same thing when he's given us that little bit of faith, that mustard seed. He's given us everything that we need to deal with every problem. But we often lean to our own understanding. And we fail to acknowledge what Christ has done in our life and what he has provided. I mean, so, so what are we dealing with right now? You know, again, we have enough faith. And this is why we shouldn't worry how big the problem is. There's enough faith in you to conquer the problem. Think about it. David had enough faith for the giant in his life. He had enough faith to slay Goliath. So the problem, the problem is never the issue. It's always, always our faith. Okay? Did this help anybody? Yes. Okay. And I'm going to close with D.L. Moody's quote. He says, God never made a promise that was too good to be true. Never made a promise that's too good to be true. So everything God has promised us, understand it has the potential to come to pass in our life if we let faith his work. Glory to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Strong faith. That's why I want my faith. I, I want it strong. Yes. Amen. I want it strong. Which means that there are going to be some tests. There are going to be some trials. And we can't always run from them. If we wanted to be, want our faith to be strong and better next year, then we have to exercise that now. And begin to allow those things to work for us instead of against us. Amen? All right.